Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Four-point game into the rim. Simpson instead will fire. That was short from the get-go. Got his own rebound. Griffiths with three, with two. Fernandes got it off, and that'll do it. And Ohio State, now two and one in league play, knocks off the Scarlet Knights. 76-72. He's feeling it right now. He understands the shot fake and the dribble drive, and now a four-point opportunity off the bench for Leo. He'll drive inside, and Ware tossing it into the third row. It's a good play. Hoiberg looking for Wilcher. He's feeling it. The three rolls around and home. C.J. Wilcher is on fire. Here's Tomenaga. Baseline jumper for two. You can see that coming. Now Lawrence transition three. That will fall. His first from deep tonight. 15-point Husker lead in Baco. Good morning. Welcome in to Herd Out Sports Radio here on a Thursday. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. We're live on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, as well as on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. No matter where or how you're listening, watching, whatever you're doing, we're on the h and Chevrolet stage at Herd Out Sports Bar and Grill. Andrew, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm ready to chop it up with you today. What are we chopping? Well, first off, Hopefully I got to show not you on my shirt. Yeah, you do. So I got, uh, let, let me set the stage here. I got this shirt for my sister for Christmas. Okay. She knows how much I enjoy one position on the football field. Yep. And uh, I, I told her I wanted it kind of like as a gag, and yeah. I'm so happy she got it for me. Mm-hmm. And the shirt's actually pretty comfortable. She got it from Amazon. It looks like um, a child put it together <laughs> on, as Robbie put it, Microsoft Paint earlier today. Uh, but it is a Kickers Are People Too shirt. <laughs> and we were kind of joking about the little goal post. So I think you've told me this before, but I, I can't remember. Like, where did the obsession with kickers come from? So I was never allowed to play football okay. growing up. And you were a soccer guy, right? And I was a soccer guy yeah. because I couldn't play football. And all I, I really wanted to play, just my parents never let me. But they said the position I could play was kicker. Was kicker. Okay. And so I'm like, well, if kicker can be like that relevant, <laughs> um, but also like stay relatively safe on the football field. Yeah. Like, you know, let, let's ride with it. Well, so then as I was growing up watching the Bears, mm-hmm. and you know this, from a few seasons in San Francisco, Robbie Gould was awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, he was incredibly consistent. Anytime he stepped on the football field, it was like, this was one's going through. genuinely concerned when he retired, but our, our guy Jake Moody has come mm-hmm. through. And then I started watching highlights of kickers in high school mm-hmm. on YouTube, making, like, you know, 
career-long field goals or record-setting field goals. And then I, I, I found myself watching Jay Feely call that Eastern <laughs> Michigan field goal. I think it was Eastern Michigan. Where, where it, the field goal missed by at least a mile. Yeah. And Feely wasn't paying attention <laughs> and goes right through the uprights. He just barely had enough. Eastern Michigan ties it 3-3, and the graphic pops up, and it's 3-0. <laughs> he just was in his own world, and I'm like, gosh, kickers are awesome. Like, kickers are incredible. And then in high school, well, in high school, when I was covering high school football in Iowa, mm-hmm. there was a kicker at Spirit Lake when I was at the game, which, for those that don't know, Spirit Lake's about two hours from Sioux oh. City. It was yeah. a drive to get to this football game. And he hit a 54-yarder okay. in high school. And so I'm like, dude, the kickers are the best. Like, they, <laughs> Because think about it, just for a hot moment. Think about how much pressure oh, yeah. they inherit when they walk onto the football field at any point in the game. Because if you're watching, you're like, well, especially late, because I found myself doing that a little bit with Alabama and Michigan. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Alabama's making their kicks, and that's why they're ahead in this football game. Like, hey, he makes this field goal. It's a seven-point game. Hey, he makes this field goal. uh, He he really puts Michigan in a bind. Mm -hmm. I, I think about situations like that when a kicker steps foot on the football field. And, you know, I just got to tell you, they have impact. There are some people that want to get rid of kicking altogether. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of football takes out there that are like the kickers have no they, – they, they don't deserve to step foot on the same field that Patrick Mahomes walks on. <laughs> yeah. But I got to tell you, kickers are what make football exciting. Kickers are people too. Kickers are people too. Because you step on – a game-winning field goal, there's nothing more exciting than exciting. watching your guy trot out and try to hit a game, game-winning well, field goal. I mean, we saw it in last year's playoff, right, where Ohio State was – more than okay with trying to kick their that field goal. They did not get close enough. They got super conservative, and that dude missed it the instant it hit his foot. And, you know, I, I will say the thing that I – and I didn't expect to talk about kickers for this long, but <laughs> – Neither did I. The thing that but I – But I could talk about kickers for 20 minutes if you'd like. So the, there's two things that you brought up that, that I, I want to touch on. Number one, when you see a high school guy make a kick from 50-plus yards, it's thrilling. It's amazing because you're just like you're used to high school kickers and this is no offense to high school kickers but it's one of the harder things to do and not everybody has a good one right and all you see are PATs normally out of a high right. school kicker right and a lot of times those are a little dicey anything more than about 35 yards from our most high school kickers you're like yeah let's just go ahead and go for this on 4th and 12 mm-hmm. probably we like mm-hmm. our options better here unless you're you know Tristan Albano yeah unless you're west side and you go <laughs> and I apologize I forget the kid's name this year but he was also great uh, for west side um, I'm sure some of our friends are listening could could fill me in on his name, and I'm forgetting right now. But, um, yeah, most of the time in high school, you don't see a guy – I mean, rarely do you see a 40-yarder. And then when they trot out, uh, you know, a, a Tristan Alvano or anybody going out there for a 50-plus yarder. Yeah, remember like, when he made a 55-yarder this year and Rule on the sidelines was, like, fist bumping and smiling? Yeah. Like, or what's the – he made a, a 50 – wasn't 57 last year, was it, in high was, school? Oh, yeah, it was 57 in high school. Yeah, 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 yeah not last year, two years ago. Yeah. But, he, yeah, he made a 57-yarder in high school, and you're just like, what the heck is going With room. on? Yeah, With room. Well, plenty of room, right? And yeah, so – No big deal. Watching a high school kicker kick one from 50-plus is thrilling. And they don't even look like they're trying. 
when not I, the guys with like the huge. It's like it's like those pitchers that throw 102, mm-hmm. like just effortlessly. And you're like, how did that? How did that even happen? It's, it's like Michael Penix throwing a football. Oh gosh, there's that video. I think DB tweeted it out. Um, there's a video of him getting a ton of pressure in his face. And he throws a back shoulder throw up the sideline. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he throws the ball so quickly and his motion is so compact, you barely see his arm move. His arm moves like a T-Rex. Yeah, it's, but it's perfect. I and mean, there's speed on the ball. Yeah, he gets it out with velocity and accuracy. And I barely saw his arm move. And I'm just like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Like, how? what just happened there? Because normally when a guy... And that's not his normal motion, right? It's quick and it's efficient. But normally when a guy has a T-Rex motion, it's like a Vince Young type situation or a Taylor Martinez where it looks like they're trying to get dog poop off their hand. They're like, they like, they try. They <laughs> oh, re- no. Yeah. You're taking Molly. I don't know why they became Italian, but. <laughs> you're, you're taking. No, that's that's up here. Uh, you're taking Molly for a walk. You go to pick up and like the bag slips out of your hand wrong. You're like, oh, oh man. Oh. Dude, I got to tell and you. And so you kind of do one of these. This is usually what you get out of the T-Rex motion. Mm-hmm. Whereas Penix, he makes a full motion, but he does it so quickly. It looks like a T-Rex motion. And I'm just sitting. And so. Like you're saying with kickers, just the effortlessness to create that much power in that short amount of time is crazy. So I respect kickers. I do think it's a little funny that this guy, and there's other positions you can say this about, right? Pitchers in baseball are one of them. But this guy that could not do anything else on a football field for the most part ends up deciding games a lot. Well, he's like a closer in baseball. Well, yeah, it's like pitchers in baseball in general, right? When you think about a closer or or a relief pitcher, you know they can't be starters. And if they try to be starters, they're probably shortening their career Mm -hmm. or they can't go deep into ball games. Or a lot of them started as starters and got moved to the bullpen because they couldn't have it. And vice versa. There there are plenty of relief pitchers that turn into starters. Right. But when you become a closer – like that's just that's a different animal. It's a different beast. Well, and that's a, that's what it is to be a kicker. When you're a kicker at the biggest stage, mm-hmm. the biggest level, whether it's Power Five football or the NFL, like you're just different. That's why there's only 32 of you in the you, NFL. And you don't. Uh, and most teams don't. I mean, you see teams cut and re-sign guys all the time because. And notice how they re-sign the guys that you know. Yes. They don't re-sign just random names no. and make them kickers. It's like oh. A guy named Matt Amendola, like that's that's somebody that we've heard. You know, he's been on a couple of teams. Mm-hmm. But when they go and, and lose, let's just say, like Mason Crosby just got resigned. Yeah, this yeah. Year. Let's just say JT went down with some type of tightness for a week, and mm-hmm. they needed a kicker on short notice. They would go into free agency, mm-hmm. look to sign somebody. That's for, done it before, right? And 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 they would go and say, "Oh, Matt Amendola can suffice for this one week." I'm not going to go and say, "Oh, John Smith." Yeah, we're going to have John Smith kick for us. Yeah, because there's too, like you said, there's too much at stake. There's too, and that's the other thing that I wanted to get to is I, I'm trying to think of the most pressure-packed situations in all of sports, right? And I'm having a hard time coming up with a higher leverage situation in terms of, like, the amount of plays you're actually in the game versus the impact you have on the game than kickers, right? Because, and the closest thing that I came up with is soccer goalies because they don't, they're in the game all the time, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. they usually don't have a ton of opportunities. Yeah, maybe like seven saves. Yeah, unless you're just getting just 
a barrage from the other team, in which case you're probably losing, right? Most of the time. But usually you're in the seven to nine-ish range saves a game. And that's even more than most kickers end up with opportunities. If you count extra points, maybe you get to that seven-ish number if you're scoring a lot. But the the impact those types of guys have in such few plays is crazy. And for goalies, I will say the one thing I think is harder about goalies is you do, you get no time to prepare. At least with a kicker, you get a, you get the play. You can walk on. Like with mm-hmm. a goalie, it's like it's on top of you. Oh yeah. Like, like you can maybe see the play developing, but it's on top of you in a hurry, and you got to be ready to mm-hmm. go. That, I think, is really difficult because you're kind of just not – I know you're not just standing there, but it seems like you're just standing there inactive for large chunks of the game and to stay mentally focused. Now you can make the same argument with kickers there on the sideline having to stay locked in. But at least they get the opportunity to take some warm-up kicks into the net. Yeah, you go, you warm up, you're like, hey. back on the side. And you can see the play developing too, like your team's moving down the field. So you're like, okay, let me go kick a little bit, loosen up again one more time. But you're right, like a soccer soccer goalie has to immediately react in the moment. Um, Now, how often are they pressed with breakaways? Not too much at the highest level. Yeah. more times than not. Maybe a couple of games. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there could be a random two-on-one, but you have to be ready for those. Yeah. And, and when you're standing up for 90 minutes of this game, you have to be ready to move and, and react. As for a kicker, you know you have some time. You get to watch your quarterback drive down, and you may be kicking a 48-yard field goal right now, <laughs> but it could end up you're kicking a 27-yard field goal. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's really, um, you know, it, it's challenging because you don't really know what the task is until you get out there. Um we have other things to talk about besides kickers this morning, although Travis on, uh, on YouTube, first he says he's back. Welcome back, Travis. Mm-hmm. And uh, Welcome, 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 welcome. He's welcome. here for all the kicker punter talks. So. Hey, also, how about we just say it right now, Tristan Alvano will be Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Year. You're calling the shot? Let's do it. All right. Mark it down. I'm going to mark it down. Do you want to, you know, do you, you want to have a penalty if you're wrong? Yeah, let's do it. What, what, what should our penalties be? Because I think we should – I think we should make bets against each other more, make uh, make predictions. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a like plus eleven hundred prediction. Yeah, yeah. So this I don't I don't know that this would be a bad penalty. Um, although there is something to be said for maybe a standing penalty where you're just like so so it it maybe discourages outlandish predictions. Uh, but we'll not, think not against kickers for me. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll do whatever. So we'll think about that. We'll we'll brainstorm a little bit here. If you uh, have good ideas on what our punishments should be when we lose bets to one e- one another, I feel uh, like there should be like a punishment of okay, you lose and you have to drive to Chicago and back without like stopping, <laughs> unless you need gas. Like you go to Chicago, it's like a seven and a half hour yeah. drive from here. And once you get there, you don't get to, like, you take a picture that you made it there, <laughs> and then you immediately turn around. You don't stay. I think – That'd I, be a miserable punishment. That would be a terrible punishment. That would have, that would have to be pretty severe. I'm, I was thinking more stuff we could do on the air so oh. our, our listeners could enjoy. Yeah, we can do that too. That might, you know, nice. maybe that makes you know, a little bit more sense on the payoff. But Maybe uh, it's like that box thing. Remember like where you put like the, the weird items in the box? Oh, like the you, Jimmy Fallon thing? Yeah, and you don't know like what you're feeling. Yeah. Maybe it's like a situation like that. I'm not a big fear factor guy. I, I just don't love I don't either. touching anything that I can't see. Right, that you're um, not sure about. So that would, be, that would be a tough one. Okay. But I – 
I think you could get creative with what's in there. Just please don't do anything that moves. Nothing weird. Nothing <laughs> weird. Um, if you want to give us some ideas on punishments or just have any other takes in general about kickers, things like that, you can hit us up on the YouTube stream. Of course, you can join us on the Warhorse Sportsbook hotline, 888-638-4876. Or you can hit us up on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. I'm at R.A. Lula. It's at Andrew Rogers CC. Mm-hmm. CC. CC me. <laughs> Make sure you CC him on that email there. Uh, we've got a terrific show for you. We buried the lead a little bit here. We buried so much. I'm sorry. It's okay. We, you know, he got he got off on his kicker tangent. It's not a big deal. I just wanted to show off my new T-shirt. No, it's a it's a terrific shirt. Though I think the only shirt I've gotten like that from Amazon was a world's okayest brother shirt. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Like I, I, I understand. I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm not a super engaged uh, brother slash uncle a lot of the time. Uh, you were twice. I got my, I got my, I got other stuff going on. So it's a, uh, you know, I just give him a nice present at at, at Christmas and call it a year. Um, but here, take this Rolex. <laughs> not that nice. They're kids. Come on, man. I'm like oh, sorry. Here, take this PS5. Like I got him a basketball hoop one year or something, you know? Like like a little tykes one? No, like a real one, like a big oh. basketball hoop. Like it was a good gift. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we've got we've – got Hey, a, I never see you, but I'm going to win you over with my gifts. You know, that's the thing, though, is the less they see me, the more they're like, man, Uncle Robbie's awesome. We want to hang out with him more. Well, yeah, because you give him awesome gifts. Yeah, but – like, I don't like, obviously, I don't like hanging out with kids that much because, I mean, I don't know. We have nothing in common. What am I going to do? Like, yeah, let's go watch Paw Patrol or something. Like, I don't What am I doing here? So <laughs> you gave them a giant basketball hoop and they watch Paw Patrol? I, no, they don't anymore, I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Paw Patrol, I feel like you, you fizzle out of that age at, like, what? I think the, Six? I think the youngest. Seven? I think my youngest nephew is eight. And he watches Paw Patrol? Well, no, I don't know what they watch. I was just the first kids thing I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I feel like Paw Patrol's made for like really young children. When I was like, really a, when I was a nanny, I was a big uh, Dinosaur Train guy. Like Dinosaur Train was the stuff. Yeah, I never watched that. See, I like dinosaurs, so I was like, this mm-hmm. is educational. This is good for me too. Um, <laughs> hopefully, the show will be a little. What else is educational? <laughs> Nebraska basketball, maybe. <laughs> well, we've got some guests. I think will be educational. Oh, today. okay, that's great. Coming up at 7:30, we will talk to Shelton Collier. He's the head coach of your Omaha Supernovas. They start their season off in just a few weeks here, so we'll talk to Shelton about that in the inaugural season of the Supernovas. Supernovas. Well, words hard. Um, Coming up at 8, we've got Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. Uh, he had a really good interview with Nick Henrich. Um, that was amazing. That came out yesterday that uh, we want to talk to him about. Our guy B. Edwards, Brian Edwards at 845. He's going to uh, try to make us a little bit of money this weekend with our friends over at Warhorse Sportsbook. Got our regular Michael Brunts. Husker 24-7 at 9. And the little special treat, courtesy of our friend Andrew Rogers here, Kevin Harlan. Oh, I can't wait to talk to him either. Is uh, yeah, Two. the also as well uh, <laughs> today. <laughs> ditto, uh, Kevin Harlan, uh, voice of NFL, NBA. I'm sure you've heard him just about everywhere. Uh, will be on the show with us at 9:45. We really appreciate Kevin taking the time to join us. So that's the lineup today. Really good stuff. Of course, we're also going to get to a little hurt at hot seat. We don't have a ton of time for the hot seat today, but I have a question that I think we. 
we maybe touched on one of your answers with the kickers this morning. So that's a little tease. See, that's what we do here. Just a little, just a little tease. We, we sprinkled things in early. It's uh, you know, it's it's called a it's, it's a radio tease in the biz. Uh, we'll we'll get to that question. I think we're going to do her at hot seat at halftime. Take a little break in the middle of the show and get some questions in at eight thirty. That is the lineup for today. But before we get to Shelton Collier of the Omaha Supernovas, we have to talk about Nebraska men's basketball. Because they were outstanding they, last night. They played a terrific game uh, against Indiana. I was, I mean, I was super impressed. And I don't say this lightly. Obviously, Tominaga had a great game, 28 points, uh, four three-pointers, uh, four attempts from three-point range. Really, really good night scoring. And Nebraska, in general, uh, was, I thought, just really impressive. And listen, I don't think Indiana's that good, but they're probably a middle-of-the-pack, in uh, maybe upper-middle uh, of the pack Big Ten team. And those are the teams that Nebraska has to beat. These are the teams that Nebraska consistently has to beat. And especially at home, they not only went out, won that game, they did so reasonably convincingly. Um, they felt... I felt like they were in control for most of that game. But here's the thing that I – watching that game that I – kind of hit me for the first time in – and I'm talking about maybe two or three times since I've been watching basketball. So we're going back 25 years of me watching college basketball regularly. And I'm, I'm thinking two or three times in that 25 or so years, and this is one of them, where I think Nebraska's playing better basketball than Creighton. I like Creighton's pieces better, the roster, but right now watching Creighton play, was it last night? Um, which Two nights ago. I was going to say which team, the women or the men? Uh, Creighton, no, yeah. I, uh, yeah they it, definitely played better than Creighton women last night. Two nights ago. Uh, yeah, Creighton men played two nights ago against Georgetown. Indiana's better than Georgetown, I think. I, I don't think that's a hot take. Um, obviously... Creighton came away with a win, but watching them play over the last few games, yes, over the course of the season, they've had stretches where they looked really good. And like I said, I like Creighton's pieces overall better than I like Nebraska's. But at this moment in time, watching Nebraska play, how they're playing, versus watching Creighton play and how they're playing, I think Nebraska's playing better basketball than Creighton right now. Well, and it, that's not something you can say a lot. It was an eye-opening win for this Nebraska team. One, as you put it, this this is a game they had to win. If you look at the stretch of games that, that's it's, upcoming, it's you have it's Wisconsin, tough. who's ranked, um, and that's on the road. You have Purdue at home. But they're the number um, one, they're team, the in number the one team in yeah. the country. And then, you know, I, I can't remember if it's two it's, or three games after. You have Illinois, who is ninth, tenth in the country uh, right now. So Illinois is a little bit further down the Are road. They? Yeah, so you've got – you got Purdue at home, and you go at Iowa, at Rutgers. That at Rutgers one is a bear. Yeah, that because is an impossible place to play. It's one of the toughest plays to play in the country. Even when Rutgers isn't that good, it's almost impossible to win there. And then you have Northwestern and Maryland, I think. Uh, Northwestern, Ohio State at home, oh, and then at Ohio Maryland State on the road. The and then you've got Wisconsin at home, and then at Illinois. Man, Illinois is far down the list. Okay, so yeah, uh, Illinois is a, uh, a month from today. Yeah, just save that, put it in your back pocket, <laughs> watch out for that team because that team's playing really, really good basketball right now. But as you put it, Nebraska is too, and the defense was excellent last night. Yeah, they forced 19 turnovers. Um, I love their activity, uh, and that's a, something I think they do really well. And what I admire uh, from this bunch is 
it, it's all about active hands when they're on D. Plus, I think they do a great job of, of packing in the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say the perimeter because I think they extend well. Uh, when, when they move out to the three-point line, they never, like, they never encroach going past it. it. It's kind of like, you know, that's where the hot – remember when you were a kid and you were like, oh, this, this floor is hot lava? Yeah. They just never get out there because they know that if they stay in tight – that's where they're most efficient. Yeah. So defensively, uh, tremendous job. And I, you know what? Let, let's add this too. Josiah Alec didn't score a bucket, mm-hmm. but he had eight boards, and I think he played one of his best games in a Nebraska Super uniform. Super active. And as you mentioned, the activity on the defensive side of the ball, really impressive. I was even more impressed with their activity off-ball offensively. That's a place they've really struggled, especially under Hoiberg the last few years, and they've really improved this year. Shelton Collier, your head coach of the Omaha Supernovas, coming up next.